Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Um, today I have a special guest. I would like you to introduce yourself to the people, my brother. You want me to introduce myself? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, well, my name is Jack and um, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, he, he kept it short and simple. He is from Challenge Ride and Dies and is it um, X on the Beach Peak of Love? The desk, am I correct? Yeah, I was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> was that like it was like real cold and stuff like that? I, I didn't watch. I, I think um, Laurel was on there. Marlon, that's my bro. Marlon's my bro. I know he was well, on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, thank you for saying yes. You know, I always want to thank my guests for saying yes to come to talk about mental health. So my first question for you, I want to ask you because I ask all my guests when they come on. How mm -hmm. is how is your mental health right now? Like currently, yes. Um, I think my mental health is actually in the best place it's been. Um, I don't know if it's exactly where I want to be. You know, I think everything is a progress and journey. Like, you know, I'm still very much a work in progress. But yeah, I'm way more calm and less reactive and less um down than i've been and more confident i feel very confident recently that's good that's good man i love to ask that question because um you know people could be struggling mentally but be okay you know you could be like hey yeah you know how are you doing you could be like i'm okay but you could be struggling mentally so i love to ask that question because you just never know who you ask that question to it might really ask, get them to open up and just say hey i'm struggling i'm going through this exactly so thank yeah thank you for answering that um my next question for you, growing up for you, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, we definitely like didn't really show a lot of emotion, I guess. My family, super old school, like Catholic, New Jersey family. So um, very quick to brush, you know, emotion, like if something they were like blow up, you know, just brush it under the rug and move on kind of thing. So like never really deal with it you know it's like if something happened you just kind of had to keep it pushing keep it moving and i kind of yeah i mean that's how i was raised and i kind of applied that to early on in my adult life you know my mom always told me no matter what's going on around you like if things are bad that's not an excuse to act up so like you always need to keep that composure and that took me a while to unlearn that like that's not her fault that she taught me that like that's just what she believed that's how she was raised um, yeah but yeah that took a while to unlearn that that you can react to the environment around you and like they can be like if shit is bad you are allowed to react to it you don't just always have to keep your head up you know yeah that's so good that's i know how that it was when i was younger yeah but i know it's different from everybody you know guys you listen to everybody household is different you know yeah um you know different backgrounds just different everything um, my next question for you, um, 
you know, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, but it's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma that, you know, men can't be weak, we can't cry, we have to man up, you know, we just got to be strong. Like, what do you say to that stigma? I mean, I think it's super important for men to talk about their mental health and to have the conversations. You know, they don't even want to have them with each other. And I think a lot of times men just bottle everything up and then they have these breakdowns or they treat, you know, their partners very poorly. And it's time to like stop making excuses for that. And it's just like, you got to, you know, be honest with yourself and you have to tackle these issues head on. You can't just suppress your feelings, suppress your emotions. Like all of your emotions are completely valid. So Yeah, I wish there wasn't such a huge stigma because a lot of men, you know, men lead in suicide rates and that's a hard thing, you know, that's a really hard thing. They bottle up so hard that they end up, you know, choosing that. So it's sad. Yeah, um, it it is. It's so sad. Um, You know, um, before we get into our next question, I would like to say um, if anybody out there that's struggling with any thoughts of suicide, or any suicide ideation, you know, uh, if you know somebody that's struggling, you know, there is a suicide prevention lifeline. I say it in every episode, the number is 988. They changed the number. Guys, all you have to do is dial 988 if you know anybody struggling, when it does suicide or suicide ideation, you know, or if you're struggling yourself, you know, make sure you call them. They are there to talk to you. So my next question for you, um, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide? or deep depression if you haven't have you lost anyone to suicide um yeah i mean like i said like i'm in a really good place now it wasn't always like that and i i did struggle for a really long time um that's why i mean i wrote a book of poetry kind of explaining my mental my mental health and it was called post-traumatic sex disorder um, because I got diagnosed with PTSD when I was like 23 and um, I had been through just like a hell of a lot of shit and yeah. it felt like at 23 that I had just realized that all that shit had happened to me you know so then I did go through like severe self thoughts of suicide like I was driving my car on the wrong side of the road like flooring in it and like yeah you know I, I, I almost followed through a few times and like I'm very fortunate to be alive but it took so much work to get out of that place. And then after that, then it took even more work to realize, wait, because you, you start to get better and then you start getting bored. Yeah. So like, that's why I say it's such a work in progress all the time. Because it's like, I have such a healthy, normal life now that now I'm, I can be my own worst enemy because I was so used to chaos for such a long time. And all of these bad things that yeah, I feel bored. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go fuck it up. So that's like my current struggle. Yeah. But definitely I haven't had thoughts of suicide in a really long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be 27 this month. So yeah, it's been a long journey. And um, to answer your other question, yeah, I have lost family member. Yeah. And um, I think a friend yeah um guys you know like i, I sound like a hypocrite when i say this but make sure you guys reach out 
like, you know, I like I always tell my story and make sure I'm open about my story, what I've been through, you know, I was sexually mm-hmm. abused. Sexually abused by two of my male cousins as a child. Didn't start really dealing with it until I turned 26. I'm 32. And I still to this day deal with thoughts of suicide, you know. Past couple of days, I probably was dealing with thoughts of suicide. You know, I reached I was acting wow. out, but I reached out to some of my friends, you know, guys, reach out to somebody, you know, um, somebody that you that's know that's not gonna judge you, that know that um that care for you you know you gotta remember not everybody understands mental health and that's okay as long as you can trust somebody you know whatever is the suicide prevention lifeline whatever is a support group you know i do volunteer work for nami i run uh for co-facilitate different support groups you know there are resources out there um nami is a big mental health organization they had different chapters where they have free online support groups you know it's not intended to replace therapy but it's something there while you're waiting for therapy or you just you can't get the therapy you just talk your feelings out into a group you know like i said i'm gonna say the number again suicide prevention lifeline dial 988 guys if you are in dire need and my friend becca always say it's better to have a bad friend than a dead friend and i can totally agree with absolutely it. yeah that is my next question for you, you know, um, you know, part of the, you know, I love having my, my people from the LGBT community on here. And I would love to know, how was your coming out story? You know, I feel like we all have different stories, you know, and it could be, you know, good or bad. You know, we all had different stories. So please tell us how your coming out story was. Um, Initially, I don't think it was a bad choice. I came out at like 16. I was in high school and I was really close friends with like a senior and he was in one of my photography classes and he was out and like, you know, just really cool. And he kind of like guided me in that way and was just like, dude, just do it. Like it's a, it's, it's totally fine. Just do it. Right. He kind of guided me through that. And I had a friend that supported me through that. So like that process wasn't hard um but I do regret the decision okay because it it was fine for like a little bit but it really did change the way that people looked at me um I did struggle in school I ended up dropping out of high school and um I did struggle um with certain relatives certain things at home um I moved out when I was really young because of that so in hindsight, if I just would have like waited until I was like 21, maybe yeah. I wouldn't have had to like move out and like I wouldn't have been a go-go dancer and like I wouldn't have had to like yeah. do all these difficult things with my life. But um, yeah, it's weird because initially it really wasn't bad. It, it started to get bad. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, no, it I get like, it. The, the coming get out, it. like everyone was like, yes, like, you know, applaud, like great. And then it was just like, you know, people's behavior just changed yeah. guys you know he's saying you know i i i feel it you know i understand you know i kind of i never say that i never said this before i kind of regret my coming out like it was just like yeah, uh, yeah i'm from philly, born okay. philly but I, I, I was living in delaware uh, with my aunt uncle and i had met somebody on one of these dating you know it was my first boyfriend and everything and when I came out, I told my sister, you know, she's not here no longer no more. But I told her I had a boyfriend, you know, she was like, When you gonna tell mommy? I was like, I don't care. But that I don't care was really don't tell. And she told my mom, and it's where like wildfire. 
the, you know, it was like a lot of stuff because, you know, my dad and brother was calling me the F word, telling me, you know, I need to get help. <laughs> it was just like a lot and stuff like yeah, that. I regret it's it because it's like, I, my come out, like everybody doesn't have a good coming out story. And I want everybody that's listening just to, you know, as part of the LGBTQ um, community, like everybody does not have a good coming out story, you know? Mm-hmm. I see some people, they be having some, oh, everybody said to me it was fine. I'm just like, I <laughs> yeah I, I just i think we need to move past coming out honestly i i think yeah. there's too much pressure put on people to feel like they need to do it to validate themselves and be accepted into yeah. a community and like all these things and like i think we just need to move past that i don't like the whole idea of it i don't like if yeah. one day like i just show up with a man i do you know and i, I yeah. feel like i should never just need to announce these things um but yeah i mean i grew up right outside of philly too so like that area I, I understand how it is completely <laughs> and people they it just it doesn't not want to add one more thing you know don't force nobody to come out don't let nobody don't like how can you say it like don't like force nobody to come out or just you know tell their secrets tell they coming out story for them yeah. you know? that's not cool because that that kind of happens to me but that's definitely not cool definitely not cool i know it's not cool that that happened to somebody i was dating and that is like a big regret. Like in high school, I had a I had a boyfriend yeah. and it was on the low, obviously. He was in the closet. Yeah. And um, when we were going through like a rough patch, because we were together for almost seven years, but we were going through like this really rough moment and we were like breaking up, things were bad. I told one of his girlfriends, because nobody knew, like I was keeping this secret yeah. completely to myself. And I told this girl that he had been dating, I was like, you know, he's gay and like we've been together this whole time. And she outed him in school, like chased him oh. down the hallway. Oh and, like, wow. Faggot, like, you know, and I just I didn't know she was gonna do that. Like I was just telling her more like, hey, maybe like don't try to date him again. That like, we've been doing a thing, like yeah. I, I, I was in a hurt place and that's why yeah. I told her. And then that reaction, I've always had shame and guilt, even though like I can't control other people's actions. Yeah. I didn't know she was gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. But, I get that, I get that. And even him and I worked past, I mean, we stayed together, like, he was still my boyfriend until, you know, we were, like, 22 years old, so, I mean, he was able to forgive me, but I don't know if I've ever, like, fully forgiven myself, you know? Yeah. But it's understandable, you know, it wasn't, like, you ain't doing what, you know, malicious intent. No, I just, I was hurt, I called her, and I just wanted to be like, hey, like, the guy you've been dating, he's actually my boyfriend, you know? It was like a Monica and Brandy, the boy is mine. Yeah. And I, was like, I, did, I never said, oh, go chase him down the hallway and call him a faggot in front of, yeah. you know, a whole group of people. But that's life. Yeah. So my um, next question for you. So, you know, you was on two reality shows, right? Mm-hmm. Mentally, how is being on reality TV, you know, mentally? We can't see are you talking about like how it feels like while it's happening or while it's airing? Oh, while it's happening and then while you uh, while it's airing because I know you got to re watch that stuff that people. Yeah, it's, it's like different things because it definitely like and I hate it because it's so like like because the show airs on Wednesdays I guess and like I'm in school full time okay. and like Wednesdays <laughs> I can't focus for shit. I'm just like <laughs> so anxious and so like oh like because you don't know like they don't send us like I really wish that we could see it before the public. Yeah. Um, I think that would benefit people's mental health um, yeah. extremely. You know, just it would just calm the nerves. Okay, like I've already seen it. So like I can already predict what the tweets are going to be or what yeah. who's going to feel what and all of that. So yeah, if anybody at Viacom or MTV is listening to this, please just 
start sending us screeners before. <laughs> It would just ease all, I mean, it would just ease it so much more, but luckily I have a really good therapist. Um, that's good, that's good. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that's dope that people from, you know, I feel like I don't, I never done reality TV, right? I probably, would, I want to do it, but I probably never would. But I could f- probably feel like, you know, we're filming a show, right? You know, and then, but like six months later or a year later, they release it. You got to like relive this stuff over again. I know that could be- yeah, like, It's kind of like reliving it. it. And like I've already gone through the steps to get over it, you know. Yeah. Now I'm just pissed off all over again, and like you're just rehashing stuff. So, but like while I while I was there, um, well, I I had two very different experiences. X on the beach is probably one of the worst decisions I ever made in my life. That was a very miserable experience filming. I think most cast members will say how difficult that show is to film. It's not fun. It's very draining on your mental health. And they don't care about that. If you try to leave, they won't pay you. They'll like revoke your pay. So you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no quitting. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. they hold that above <laughs> your head. Like, like you can walk, but like you're gonna lose all of your like the money that you made. Oh wow. Yeah. But the challenge was just really great. Yeah. Turn that timer off. I was saying that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the challenge was just really great because yeah, it was like a lot of like these different big personalities and like different stuff like that, but there wasn't much of my personal life involved. It was a competition and it was about, you know, a social game and it was about athleticism. So to me, I was like, this is, I, I felt very present and just calm most of the time. Yeah. That's good. Um... Because it's different, uh, like like shows where like your personal life is on display, I think are much yeah. more anxiety inducing. You know, like yeah. I lost a real relationship on X on the Beach. Oh wow! The challenge is just more so. It's a competition for money. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not my real bag. life. <laughs> Trying to get to the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to say um, like I love um, you know, you being part of. Our community and that you're on the show i feel like it needs to be more of us on there like yeah. or us out like we you know we should have our own version like yes. no, 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 nothing against like the the show obviously yeah. I love, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed you know to represent a community and to like even just have that platform in an environment like that but it is kind of hard because like the, the way you have to be more socially around you know how you have to move around straight eyes and like have to like so it's just like the drama if it was just all queer people like we would be so much more vicious against each other it would just be so much more fun um because yeah you wouldn't have to like you you know what i'm talking about i don't have the word to say but you kind of have to like you know that way like you're not stepping on their toes because you know like they just get riled up over like the weirdest things and like yes mtv if y'all listen that we need a queer cast you know i mean yeah there's so many people i can throw some names out there you know um you could throw nani out there um casey um who else um marlon Derek chavez um corey lay you know, exactly. Shane, Tyler, <laughs> just the like it's I'm pretty sure it's more people. I just right, and like if they need rookies, like there's like Drag yes. Race, there's Bad Boys Club, there's all these queer shows now. I think even yeah. like 
has like a dating show on Zeus or something. Okay. <laughs> There's like crazy people. Uh, I actually interviewed somebody from that show, but um, <laughs> um, um, my next question for you is: um, How do you feel about therapy? How do I feel about who? Therapy. Oh, I thought you said something else. Um, I love therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy, and um, it is—it's important. Even if you like don't need to go consistently, it's good to have a therapist in your arsenal, like. Uh, I haven't been feeling that great. Like, like, just check in maybe even if once a month or once every couple months, you know, but like, just check in with somebody and like having yeah. someone give you that unbiased, you know, and unwavering attention is really important because like, yeah, you can confide in your friends, you can confide in your family, but they're always going to give their two cents. They're yeah. always going to like, you know, feel a kind of way that's way more biased and they're listening more so to respond. And that's why therapy is so important. And it's just important to have somebody that can be so honest with. And like, I'm in therapy. I talk shit on everyone I know. Yeah, it definitely is. Isn't it? That's the outlet to let loose, <laughs> let go. Yeah, you can you say things to your therapist that you can't say to people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is a therapist is somebody that don't know you, won't judge you. You can just be like... I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm going through this. You know, this person pissed me off. You know, then you feel better after. You know, depending on what therapist you got, you feel better. Uh, <laughs> uh, my next question for you is: um, What can you tell someone? I mean, um, what can you recommend some good coping skills for somebody that's struggling with their mental health? Um, a really good coping. I don't know if this is a coping skill, but if you're struggling with your mental health, avoid like alcohol and like yeah. bad foods and like just things that are going to like add on to it because I know when I'm in rough spots I have to stay sober and I have to eat really healthy because like these are things that just like make your body feel really good yeah. so overall health I don't really know if that's a coping skill um but it is important I think you know the older I've gotten the more sober curious I've gotten um and that's like a changer because then you're not waking up. If you're already somebody who struggles with anxiety, struggles with depression, these things, they get so intensified when you use substances. Yeah. You know, so like if you already feel that way, you should just avoid that. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, kind <of> my, <laughs> that's my coping. Although I get, I get really stoned. And, and that's okay because oh. like coping, coping skills are different for everybody. You know, people write journals people you know got medical cards yeah i mean know? i write i write every single day um i finished writing another book recently i don't know if I'm oh, gonna that's finish. good yeah like i finished writing it poetry is yeah creativity whatever keeps you occupied just don't sit there and stare at the wall even though that's tempting when you're depressed yeah yeah that is true that is true yeah, like just um, get up your teeth go write something down Congratulations on, you know, book. I'm a published author. I wrote like a short book about my story. So that was like, you know, that was like an accomplishment. I need to write something else, but you know, I, I, I gotta get into the mindset. Because mentally, yeah. mentally, you have to be in the mindset of like what, what you want to write about, how it's gonna be. And then well, me, yeah, I'm, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like when you film a show and then Six Was Lady, you have to watch it and relive it. When you go yeah. into that process of like writing explicit stories of your personal life, it is extremely taxing. And like, I don't really love when I, and I do create really personal works of art, but it is really hard on me. Like, yeah, 
my creative process does not really bring me joy. <laughs> the outcome <laughs> does, but like I, I can get really wrapped up in what I'm talking about and feel that way exactly again. Yeah. And I don't love that. Yeah, that is true. That's so true. Um, my last question for you, I'd like to end this off asking you like, what's next for you? What do you have got going on? What can you tell people that you have got going on that's coming up next? Besides tuning in every Wednesday to watch Challenge Rider Dies. Yeah, they can tune in every Wednesday to watch Challenge Rider Dies. Um, what is next for me? I'm moving uh, in December. I'm getting ready to finish school and then go to med school. So Okay. Yeah, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be busy. Maybe not publicly. I'm gonna be very busy. <laughs> I'm, gonna think I'm gonna be taking a big step back um, publicly, but excelling in other places in my life. I'm planning my wedding, buying a house. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, so not a whole lot going on media-wise, I guess. Maybe, <laughs> if I have time for it. But congrats on the med school. That's so dope. That's like, you know, I feel like reality TV or whatever. Well, I haven't gotten into med school yet, but that is my goal. You're going to get into it. You're going to get into yeah, it. I, I, I will. Yeah, I know, I know I'll get in because I it's always so, it's always good to have something to fall back on. That's I think that's yeah, dope. I have, yeah, Some I definitely people, never want to be in a position where TV or, you know, creating content is my full time thing. I think it mental health is a mental health podcast. I think it negatively affects people's mental health. Yeah. Um, I've just seen what it's done to a lot of people who it's their whole life, you know, is being on yeah. TV. Like, oh, you need a talent. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go. You can't keep doing this to yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I want to, I want to say thank you for being a guest on the Mental Health Podcast. Um, I love um, talking about mental health. I love to talk about it with men, especially men and within my community, because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, you know, mm -hmm. being you know, a man and being, you know, you know, stigma, stigma yeah, against being a man. Honest about their mental health. I mean, they usually just go party excessively and end up like in circuit culture or just, you know, doing drugs and fucking random strangers a lot. And it's just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, thank you for being important for our community. So thank you for having me. Thank you no, for saying. It is important because you know, like a lot, especially in the gay community, like a lot of people don't they don't talk about you know how it is being a man and being gay. How we just go it's double stigma, you know, you know, mm -hmm. a man and then being gay, just being judged. You know, some people don't. Yeah, because you're already seen as effeminate and weak. So then you yeah. add on mental health issues, and you're already feeling even weaker. So why would you want to talk about that? It's all internalized. I recommend if you're a gay man and want to know more about just yourself or mental health read the velvet rage that's like a very life-changing book i think for every gay man to read it's so good um thank you man for being a guest tonight i really appreciate you for saying yes i gotta go rinse my hair so i have to go i have bleach on right now. <laughs>